Welcome in to News and Views with Tom Lamprecht. The stories you've heard and the ones you need to hear. Classified material. Next year, Corvette. What were you thinking? My Corvette's in a lock garage, okay? They discovered a small number of documents of classified markings and storage. And we're finding out now, after being sworn in, that this was discovered before the election. Political weapons. Today we've got some good news. Inflation has come down. Your life, your values, your voice. This is News and Views with Tom Lamprecht on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. All right, welcome in. It is News and Views for a political trivia Thursday. Sorry we had to miss you yesterday. I had some things come up uh, that we had to take care of, and it's just uh, one of those things. But we are back. Uh, it is a political trivia Thursday. We'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, Jimmy Carter is a happy man, got a big smile on his face. He is no longer... The worst president in the modern history of the United States. That what happened? Yeah, that goes to you, Joe. Goes to you. It's all <laughs> yours. It didn't just happen today. <laughs> anyway. No, but the criminal of the creme. I mean, you know, when, when you look up Joe Biden, you know, 20 years from now, 50 years from now, when, you know, kids in junior high have to write a essay on Joe Biden, Oh, he's the guy that uh, had those secret documents, those top secret documents, locked up in his Corvette. <laughs> Is this going to be Corvette Gate or what? Uh, I tell you what. <laughs> Attorney General Merrick Garland appointed a special counsel to investigate Joe Biden's handling of the classified documents. Uh, and again, it's 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 almost I don't know, poetic justice, uh, humorous. Uh, now, and it's, it's gotten to the point now that the mainstream media has to report on it. I mean, this is this is a total dereliction of duty. I mean, they've been derelict in their duty for a long, long time. But if they don't report tonight, if this is not one of the lead stories, that Merrick Garland has now appointed a special prosecutor, special counsel to, uh, not prosecutor, but counsel to investigate Joe Biden and these documents, uh, yeah, they've got to. Uh, he tapped Robert Herr, a former United States attorney. The guy apparently was uh, working up in Maryland and then went to a private firm, I guess in D.C. Um, on November 1st, 2017, Herr was nominated by Donald Trump to be the next United States attorney for the District of Maryland. On May 22nd, 2018, his nominations were reported out of committee by voice vote. He was confirmed by voice vote later the same day. He was sworn in April 9th, 2018. On February 3rd of 2021, he announced his resignation effective February the 15th. Following his departure from the U.S. attorney position in Maryland, Her became a partner at Gibson Dunn, a national law firm based in D.C. Um, Garland uh, had this to say. This is cut one, uh, Chris. Uh, this is Merrick Garland making the announcement of Robert Her earlier today. On December 20th, President Biden's personal counsel informed Mr. Lausch that additional documents bearing classification markings were identified in the garage of the president's private residence in Wilmington, Delaware. President Biden's counsel informed Mr. Lausch that those documents were among other records from the period of the president's service as vice president. The FBI went to the location and secured those documents. On January 5th, 2023, Mr. Lausch briefed me on the results of his initial investigation and advised me that further investigation by a special counsel was warranted. Based on Mr. Lausch's initial investigation, I concluded that, under the special counsel regulations, it was in the public interest to appoint a special counsel. 
In the days since, while Mr. Lausch continued the investigation, the department identified Mr. Herr for appointment as special counsel. This morning, President Biden's personal counsel called Mr. Lausch and stated that an additional document bearing classification markings was identified at the president's personal residence in Wilmington, Delaware. Earlier today, I signed an order appointing Robert Herr as special counsel for the matter I've just described. The document authorizes him to investigate whether any person or entity violated the law in connection with this matter. The special counsel will not be subject to the day-to-day supervision of any official of the department, but he must comply with the regulations, procedures, and policies of the department. I will ensure that Mr. Herr receives all the resources he needs to conduct his work. I am confident that Mr. Herr will carry out his responsibility in an even-handed and urgent manner and in accordance with the highest traditions of this department. Thank you all. So interesting. By the way, he said, I'm confident Mr. Herr will carry out his responsibility in an even-handed and urgent manner in accordance with the highest traditions of this department. Really, even-handed and urgent manner, it doesn't seem to be as urgent as it was down in Mar-a-Lago. Just saying. But here's a question. So on January 5th, the individual that was doing the investigation into this went back to Merrick Garland and said, I think you need a special counsel. Today is the 11th, right? Right. So it's been six days. Had these other papers not been found up in his garage, do you think Merrick Garland would have called for a special counsel? Yeah, you would think it would be, I mean, immediately. What did they find on November 2nd? Is that what they're originally? The first batch. The first batch. So you would think between November 2nd and well before today, they would have done that the last round of documents. Or is Merrick Garland, I mean, you know, look, regardless of what you think about Merrick Garland, I mean, the Biden administration, of course, he knew what he was getting himself into. I mean, time and time again, you can tell his arm has been twisted on issues as far as what to get involved with, what not to get involved with. Maybe he sees this as his out, and this is his getaway bag, so to speak. It's time to get the heck out of this failing administration if I have any kind of legal legacy at all. Because, you know, for the last two years, whether it was ignoring certain crimes and things going on in America and then going after parents at school board meetings, you know, at the pressure of the Biden administration and Democrats, I mean, he has kind of really tainted his legal career. Well, I mean, he's done anyway. He's got, you know, he's at retirement age of life right now, so he's probably. But he probably cares about his legacy, and maybe he sees this as a chance to get out. Well, he's got a lot of amending to do. I mean, I just don't think all this is coincidence, number one. I mean, I don't believe that any Republicans planted anything. But if these issues were so minor, as as some you know political pundits are making you know like there's so much minor they're already doing charts comparing what you know was found at Mar a Lago oh, yeah. and what and that kind of thing. If this was so minor, we would have never heard about it. I, I think it's intentional. I really I think it's time for the Democrats that the midterms are over. Yeah, it was the red wave some people were predicting, but there's no way they want to take Joe Biden to the next election. And maybe this is time to time to get rid of him. That, that certainly could be a possibility. Um, 
I don't know who they would run in his place. Gavin Newsom. Well, could be. I mean, he's he's the pretty boy. Yeah. Uh, he's he's a real. I mean, he's out there, but he is the pretty boy. Uh, but I tell you what, uh, kudos again to Peter Ducey. When Peter Ducey was coming up, in all honesty, I, I will. I mean, he's my junior by a number of decades. I mean, I'm probably older than his dad is. He's like 35. Uh, is he that old? Yeah, I think his dad is about your age. His dad's okay. like 60, Young like mid 60s. Young man. Mid 60s, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, when, when Peter Ducey was coming along, I thought, eh, you know, did he get that job because he's of his dad? And obviously that helped. But I'll tell you what, he is, he is writing his own ticket. He is yeah. doing a fantastic job. He's a gutsy young man who's not afraid to ask anything, and he is going after and asking the questions that I bet a lot of these other liberal journalists wish they would ask. Oh, yeah. yeah. In all honesty, I think they're thinking, I, I wish I worked for a firm of which I could be so open and ask any question I wanted to. I know if I were to ask that kind of question, I'd probably get canned, just like that one individual got canned from NBC. But uh, Peter Ducey confronted the president earlier today and just, I mean, <laughs> pretty much said, what in the world were you thinking about? Cut two. So God bless you all and may God protect our troops. Mr. President, Mr. President, thank you, thank you, Mr. President, Mr. President, classified, classified materials next to your Corvette, what were you thinking let me, uh, I'm going to get a chance to speak on all this, God willing, soon. But as I said earlier this week, people, and by the way, my Corvette's in a lock garage. Okay? So it's not like you're sitting out in the street. But anyway, yes, as well as my Corvette. Um, but as I said earlier this week, people know I take classified documents and classified material seriously. I also said we're cooperating fully and completely with the Justice Department's review. As part of that process, my lawyers reviewed other places where documents in my, uh, of, from my time as vice president were stored, and they finished the review last night. They discovered a small number of documents of classified markings and storage areas in file cabinets in my home and my, in my, my, my personal library. This was done in the case of the Biden Penn. This was done in the case of the Biden Penn Center, the Department of Justice was immediately, as was done, the Department of Justice was immediately uh, uh, notified, and uh, the lawyers arranged for the Department of Justice to take possession of the document. So you're going to see, we're going to see all this unfold. I'm confident. Thank you, you know, the interesting thing is the reason why he stumbled, and if you actually watch the video, you'll notice it a lot more, it's because he was reading every word of that yeah. response, every word he read. You know, when you're speaking the truth, and well, in Joe, that might be an exception, but generally speaking, when you're speaking the truth and you're, you're, you're just reciting what you know because you've lived it, you don't stumble like that. No, but I've said it before. My granddad told me years ago when I, <laughs> when I was being questioned about something and I had a long pause, he said, son, the truth is easy to remember. Yes, right. <laughs> And, and that's right. He was reading the prepared statement. Uh, but, I mean, he's really proud of his Corvette, though, isn't he? I mean, it's like, what a jerk. What an arrogant ass. That, you know, hey, hey, man, I got a Corvette. It was locked with a Corvette. 
I, I wish Peter Deuce he said, well, was it like under a Corvette uh, while you were changing oil, classified documents, using that for oil soak or what? I mean, well, here's, here's another question I'd like to ask. Has anybody uh, asked whether or not Hunter had keys to the Corvette? <laughs> and how often did Hunter take it out and drive it? But have, and you, know, you can always tell when Joe's lying because he always throws in a God willing. Yeah. You know, I, I'm going to be speaking on this, uh, all of this, God willing. How, how about when he was reading his prepared statement? He <laughs> he about to screw up and say the Biden pandemic. Did you not? Did you pick up on that? <laughs> Can't make it up. Uh, so anyway, the big uh, stingray, the Corvette stingray gate. Uh, we'll see where all that goes. Um, uh, garage, garage gate. Yeah, his muscle car. Um, He's a '65 vet, I believe, isn't it? By the way, he, you know, how often did he take it out? He said it was locked in the garage. He actually took it out recently, last November, when he did a piece with Jay Leno. Came <laughs> out and you better hide the children and put them up. <laughs> drove at 100 miles an hour with Jay Leno. I mean, for how many top secret documents are somewhere out on the side of the highway because they blew out of the Corvette? <laughs> Yeah, now this was at his Delaware home. So this is up in Newark. That's the yeah. big old, uh, the big old du- ex Dupont house, I think, in the big mansion. Yeah, that he, uh, that's where he fires a shotgun off the balcony and oh, yeah. uh, puts a, put the wall up at the taxpayer's expense. So the poster child for term limits is a guy named Hank Johnson. You might remember Hank. He is the congressman from Georgia who asked a high-ranking naval official if the island of Midway might capsize. Because we had too many Marines stationed there. I am not kidding. You might remember that audio. Yeah. You Google it. It's not, I mean, the first time somebody told me that, I didn't hear it live. I said, no, that ain't happening. Go congressman. listen to it. Yeah. You can YouTube it. Yeah. Congressman. I mean, how, how well, stupid is the dumbest. He's, yeah. he's one of the dumbest in Congress. Hank uh, today said that he isn't ruling out foul play in the discovery of classified documents found in Joe Biden's possession, suggesting they might have been planted. Cut three, Chris. Our response to it all is that alleged classified documents showing up allegedly in the possession of uh, of uh, Joseph Biden. Uh, you know, I mean, there's so much that needs to be. Um, investigated, and um, and that's that's what I call for is for everything to be investigated. But I'm suspicious of the timing of it. I'm I'm also aware of the fact that things can be planted on people, P- places and things can be planted. Um, or things things can be planted in places uh, and then discovered conveniently. That may be what has occurred here. I'm not ruling that out. But I don't, I'm, I'm open in terms of the investigation. It needs to be investigated. This is a congressman's brain. This is a congressman's brain if it's on drugs. <clears throat> uh, by the way, Hank is not the only one who suggested uh, this great idea. The other genius, Joy Behar, said the same thing. <laughs> great minds think alike, so apparently so do empty skulls. But. Intellectual lightweights. Yeah. <laughs> you think? Um, so, but here's a question, Hank. Uh, he's obviously suggesting here that somebody planted these things, that Joe's the victim. And by the way, all these people that jumped all over Donald Trump, including all the morons on The View. Yeah. I mean, they just jumped. They're all saying now, well, you know, uh, we just have to wait and see. We have to look. Let's not jump to conclusions. Let's look for the evidence. Um, 
I'm waiting for someone to come up and say it's the Russians and Donald Trump planted it. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure. I bet somebody's already said it. Yeah, it's probably coming. Uh, it's probably already been said. But who does, who does Hank think planted them? Because I go back, if anybody planted them, I go back to your theory, it was the Democrats. But here's the other question. How, how, do, you, how do you just waltz in and get a hold of top classified material and go plant it somewhere? Yeah, and at the time, I mean, he was vice president. He, was, he didn't have presidential powers to declassify things. These documents go back to his time as vice president, so he won't have that defense. But he always had the competency defense because, yeah. I, you know, I, I can believe that Biden would have him and not know it just because he's, I mean, he's. I mean, it is, you know, it's it, when you don't. It, yes. And, we, you know, it's. That is why, you know, back before Jimmy Carter emptied them all, I, I heard. And then I'm, I'm serious. I say this. I, I, I can't remember who the speaker was, but he's saying there's a reason why your mental hospitals are full of people is because nothing is expected of you. <laughs> and, you know, the, the the bar is pretty low for Joe. I mean, even if he did this and was found guilty, I mean, even the Republicans are probably, well, there you go. Here's Joe. But um, Hank also said, based on what we know, there's a big difference between the Trump and the Biden document cases. His very next sentence, then, is, there remains much we don't know about the Biden document discoveries, and it's too early to reach any conclusions. I'm confident, however, that the process has begun to ensure that we get to the truth and that justice will be done. So how do you have it both ways, Hank? How can you come out and say there's a big difference between Trump and Biden in the document cases, but there's a lot we don't know about the Biden case? But nothing ever stopped Democrats from these pleas. I mean, we had... Uh, uh, South Carolina congressman, uh, the, the uh, what's the guy's name that was all, all about Joe Biden? Jim Clyburn. Jim Clyburn. Yeah, yeah. He, he came out. Yeah, you know, Jim Clyburn. And, you know this. You know it couldn't possibly be anything. And did you see Nancy Pelosi yesterday when she was approached in the halls of Congress and oh, she eating her cookie? Eating her cookie. Just walking by. Yeah. She she might as well just shot the bird at the uh, reporter. Yeah, that's, that's, Adam Schiff says he sees no evidence of wrongdoing with Biden's handling of classified information, saying, was this inadvertent? It certainly appears it was. Was there any evidence of obstruction? There certainly appears no to be no evidence at all. Was there any evidence of a breach of security of the documents? I see no evidence of that either. I would just say I don't think whenever classified documents are in a place they shouldn't be, it's a deep concern for those of us on the Intelligence Committee. Uh, has anyone told Adam Schiff that he's no longer on the Intelligence Committee? <laughs> they might, he might have made that statement uh, before he found yeah, out that Kevin McCarthy has given him the boot. Him and Eric Swalwell, Swalwell yeah. um, I think they both got the boot. They, they had the sayonara uh, deal. We'll talk about that in a little bit. We've got to take a time out. Stay with us. Much more to talk about. 561-8255. We'll get to your phone calls right after this. From ultra high inflation, and it's my top domestic priority, to ultra high cost of living. I know you gotta be frustrated. I can taste it. Oh. It pays to be ultra well informed. We're throwing money away like drunken sailors. I'm so pissed off. When you join the conversation, we're just printing more money, which adds to inflation, which destroys the American family. The American family. That makes me sick. What happens next happens here with Tom and Benny on Talk 96.3. And 103.7. Welcome back in. News and views for a political trivia Thursday. Quick look at your weather forecast. Uh, Benny was looking at the radar. There is a massive line of storms 
coming uh, our way. We'll probably get here sometime between midnight and 6 a.m., but apparently tornadoes down in uh, Alabama, you were saying. Yeah, tornadoes in Alabama and the the line of storms uh, basically run from uh, deep Alabama on up to the Appalachians and heading this way. But, yeah, I think the I think the cold front coming from the north might chill them down a little bit before they get here, and plus it's in nighttime. But I don't think they're predicting any severe thunderstorms here. Well, there is thunder possible, a low yeah. 55 tonight. Chance of rain is 80%, so we probably need the rain. Tomorrow, cloudy skies early, then partly cloudy in the afternoon, a high of about 60. A low tonight, or tonight's low is uh, going to be 55. Tomorrow night's low is going to be 35. Uh, Saturday, uh, high is going to be uh, in the mid-40s. And uh, some clouds early Saturday night with a low of 27. So a little frosty uh, morning on Sunday morning. So um, 5618255, Tom from Bellhaven has been waiting patiently. Hey, Tom. Hello, Tom. A plethora of nitwits to talk about today. <laughs> Present company excluded, I hope. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. First off, Congressman Hank. This is the same nitwit that during a congressional hearing interviewed or questioned an admiral yeah. about how much equipment we had on Guam and that we're not concerned about it capsizing. I know. <laughs> can't make it up. Okay, really can't do that. Now, question is, how much of that uh, classified material that was in Biden's office is really all that was there. Don't forget, he was allowing a convicted, he was allowing a dishonorably discharged drug addict access to his house. Hey, here's some classified material. I wonder what I can sell it for. Uh, great point. Good point. Yeah. Great point. Yeah. And and But the, the Democrats are just shrugging their shoulders and saying it's no big deal. Yeah, it's a, it's a tremendous deal. Nothing's going to come of it. Nothing's going to come of it. Great point, they Tom. Might, they might use to impeach you, but nothing's going to come of it. Yeah. Well, I, you know, again, though, I do think that it will finally make the mainstream media tonight. I'll have to, we'll have to go look, but uh, I, it's hard it's hard to imagine that even MSNBC wouldn't cover this. Now, they'll be very cynical, and they'll blame it on Republicans. Somehow it'll be all Donald Trump's fault, but uh, nonetheless, they'll still have to report that there was a special counsel. I, I bet it will not be the lead story. on them. It, it, they'll have it, but I bet it will not be the lead story. Uh, highly probable. They'll talk about the storms yeah. in California and climate change will be yeah. their lead story. Bingo. Great. Appreciate the call, Hi, John. Thanks for listening. Hey, 5618255. By the way, House Democrats are uh, taking heat for their decision to vote against the Born Alive Abortion Survivors Protection Act. Now, under Pelosi's leadership, I don't think this even came up for a vote. No, it hadn't. But it was uh, called the Born Alive Act. That's what it was coined as. Um, leftists trashed it on social media as a performative deflection for Republicans. Now, simply put, if there was a child and you uh, attempted to abort the child and the child was born alive, that uh, this act would ensure that doctors would have to provide every medical uh, available procedure to save the child. Why do you even have to have a, uh, I mean, I understand why they wanted to do it, because in this day and age, doctors wouldn't rush to the aid of the victim 
But at that point, that person is a U.S. citizen entitled to every protection that every other American has. You would think so, and people that are you know, pro-individual uh, rights, like the ACLU, you would think that they would be coming and supporting the, the Republicans in this. Of course, as you know, the ACLU only supports things that the Democrats support. I, you know, people, people say, well, you know, uh, the Senate won't pass it because it's controlled by the Democrats, uh, and even if they did, Biden will, uh, you know, will uh, veto it. But, hey, get them on record. Get these progressive Democrats on record on things exactly, like that. Exactly. And all the no votes came from Democrats, with one exception. Henry Cuellar from Texas uh, voted in favor of this. Uh, again, you know, if I was a Democrat, though, my gosh, even if this is what I embraced and believed in. Now, granted, all their money comes from people like Planned Parenthood, so that's mm-hmm. one of the reasons why they're kissing their butt. But if you, I mean, you, you know it's not going to pass. It's not going to pass the Senate. But uh, nonetheless, um, all the uh, no votes uh, came from Democrats. I'm assuming there must have been some Republicans that perhaps voted present. I, I couldn't see whether or not all the Republicans voted in favor of it. But uh, it, it did pass. Uh, but uh, I'm not sure if every Republican voted for it. None, none of them voted against it. As we mentioned before the break, uh, Kevin McCarthy today defended his decision to keep California Democrats Eric Swalwell and Adam Schiff off the House Intelligence Committee. I mean, neither one of them are very intelligent, so that is a proper decision. Arguing that Schiff openly lied about the Russian election interference and distributing briefing he received from the FBI on Swalwell. Uh, he said, if you've got the brief, this is McCarthy talking, if you got the briefing I got from the FBI, you wouldn't have Swalwell on any committee. Uh, and you're going to tell me other Democrats couldn't fill that slot? He cannot get a security clearance in the private sector. So would you like to give him a government clearance? McCarthy noted that the last Congress, which was controlled by Congress leadership, um, let Swalwell stay in the committee even after he was red flagged by the FBI. You're going to tell me that there's 200 other Democrats and no one could fill that seat. Uh, and again, McCarthy said Schiff was another exception to his general policy of allowing Democrats to decide which members of their parties can sit on certain committees. Adam Schiff openly lied to the American public. He told you he had proof. Uh, he told you he didn't know who the whistleblower was. McCarthy said of the controversy surrounding Schiff during the impeachment of former President Donald Trump. He put America for four years through an impeachment that he knew was a lie. At the same time, we had Ukraine. At the same time, we had Afghanistan collapse. What was the role of the Intel Committee? No, McCarthy said, in terms of uh, Schiff and uh, Swalwell. Thank you. Great, <laughs> great decision. Get them out. Yeah. Get them out. Get them out. <clears throat> hey, let's uh, lighten things up and play a little political trivia, shall we? 561-8255 is the number to call. 561-8255. Your category, Martin Van Buren. All right? Give us a call. 561-8255. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back in Political Trivia. Prize package includes a free oil change for your car pickup at Dave Davis's East Carolina Chrysler Dodge Jeep or Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, a gift certificate from Fit for Life, including two free training sessions with a fitness coach, a $20 gift card to Mucho Bueno in Havelock or El Mexicano in Newport, 
for lunch or dinner. Both restaurants serving great food served up to you by the Morales family. A $20 gift card to Gwendy's Goodies Bakery in Aden. Delicious made-from-scratch goodies. And also a gift certificate to the Ironwood Country Club. Remember, if you or anyone in your immediate family have won recently, like 60 days passed before you play again. First up from Greenville, we've got Al on the line. 561-8255 is the number. Hey, Al. Hello, Al. Hey, hey. Oh, man, I hate being first. Well, listen, if it. you don't get it, you can call back, all right? Okay. I actually thought this was going to be easy, but uh, Benny has not gotten it yet. Um, here's your question. Martin Van Buren was an American lawyer and statesman who served as the eighth president of the United States from 1837 to 1841. There was something unique to Martin Van Buren in contrast to the seven previous presidents. What was it? Um, he was the first citizen born of the United States. <laughs> Congratulations, Now You hit it out of the park. <laughs> you no hit it way. out of the park. Yes. Yes, he was the first citizen born in the United States to become president. Uh, every yeah, other well. president, um, all, well, the previous seven, plus William Henry Harrison, who followed Martin Van Buren, were all born before 1776. And as a result, they were under, uh, basically, they were British subjects. So, uh, congratulations, Al. You didn't know awesome. you were so smart, but you're a genius. Hey, hang on the line, and uh, Clark and uh, Chris are going to get all your information. Sorry for everybody else on hold. Benny and I'll be right back. Let's go, Brandon. When we are not covering Brandon's heroics. This, uh, Brandon, he, what does he play? Well, Mr. President, they're not, um... Let's hear it for Brandon. What a job he's doing. Let's go, Brandon. Now back to news and Let's news go. on 96.3 and 103.7. And Joe Biden's administration wants to ban gas stoves. <laughs> Just saying. Congratulations to Al Robel of Greenville. He got a political trivia question right. Martin Van Buren was the first president to be able to say about himself, other than William Henry Harrison, that uh, he was the first-born U.S. citizen to make it to president. Now, I think every other man that was president was born in the United States, but they were born under British rule. They were just colonies at the time, yes. right? Yes, before we uh, claimed our independence. But uh, uh, William Henry Harrison was actually born, I think, in 1771 or two, I believe, somewhere back there. I, it was, I was a very young man at the time, so I don't remember. <laughs> anyway, congratulations, Al. Um, two months um, after Greenville shut down the red light camera program, the city continues to defend the program in court. Greenville filed paperwork yesterday asking the North Carolina Supreme Court to consider the issue. So there was a, a lawsuit against the city of Greenville, and I think it was based upon the fact that, according to state law, if you're going to have fines, they need to, uh, 90% of them, particularly in this red light case, needs to go to the public school system. There was only 72% of the fines that were going to Pitt County Public Schools. Uh, they sued at an appeals court. They lost. 
Anyway, it's it's more complicated than I want to get into right now. But if you're in Greenville, beware that right now the red light cameras are shut off. You can't get a ticket from them. But apparently Greenville's appealing, and I think <laughs> the uh, school system would like to see the money start flowing as well. Have you ever got a ticket? Not by one of those. Yeah, I did. <laughs> and well, you know, part of it was now they 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 made the ruling based on the fact that the school system wasn't getting the amount of money that they were supposed to be getting, and so mm-hmm. therefore they called it illegal. There was actually a statute, uh, Article um, 9, Section 7 of the North Carolina Constitution declares that the clear proceeds of fines, penalties, and forfeitures collected in North Carolina counties must go to local schools. And there was another uh, ruling or law in there that said 90% of it had to go. Anyway, that wasn't happening. They They made the ruling based on that, but I always thought, it was it was a bad law because you couldn't defend yourself. Basically, they send you uh, this this notice in the mail, and if you don't pay it, they're going to take your license. Well, I didn't have much of a defense when they sent me a photograph and of the light in me, and I'm in the middle of the intersection. Yeah, but, but what if it's because your your son was just you know had his, a broken arm and you're on the way to the hospital? Yeah. Uh, uh, how do you how do you not? I mean, there's there's. There's reasons why at times that we break the law. If, if there are noble reasons, a judge would let you off, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So anyway, I, I do think they've made a difference, though. I mean, I'm not, you know, I, I just, you didn't do it again after that. Yeah, it made a big difference for me, which, you know, mine was just a, I thought, you know, I thought I had to like, but I didn't. But uh, you see people all the time going through just oh, yeah. flying oh, through. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah. I think I've seen people slow, slow down because, I mean, yeah. the cameras are very noticeable. I mean, I always my, my my dad taught me this. When you're the first guy to pull out, when the light turns green, mm-hmm. look both ways before you pull out. Just because you got a green light doesn't mean there's not somebody oh, yeah. else coming through. Uh, Christian headlines: A federal judge on Thursday upheld a West Virginia law prohibiting biological boys from playing on girls' teams in a decision that one legal group called a win for reality. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Alliance Defending Freedom, once again, was the uh, people that uh, were defending this uh, individual that was suing the state. The judge said, you know what, Title IX, uh, this is this law in West Virginia does not violate Title IX, and uh, this is common sense. The law basically says, uh, look down your drawers, and what you see is what you are. <laughs> now, it's it's a little bit more uh, statesmanlike than that, but well, equipment check. Yeah, check your equipment, and that's what you are, and that's the <laughs> team you're going to play on. Uh, by the way, Blue Cross Blue Shield, a Durham-based insurance company, has finally um, appealed the North Carolina Dale Falwell's decision. Um, they protested today. Uh, apparently, it's up to the state to decide whether or not the protest can can go forward. Uh, as we we talked to Dale Falwell early in the week. Uh, Aetna is the new representation to the, for the third party. Was it this week or was it last week? I guess I it was last week, yeah. I believe. Yeah. Um, so anyway, it'll be up to the state of North Carolina as to whether or not that decision will be made. News and Observer is reporting today uh, state lawmakers convened yesterday for the first time for the 23 legislative session. Abortion, abortion right activists gathered outside the nearby state capitol to protest the anticipated efforts by Republicans to curtail abortion laws this year. Oh, and there was a huge crowd, by the way. If you looked in the Daily, uh, the News and Observer, um, I and, and of course News and Observer reported on it. They did their job. I counted a total of 16 people out there protesting. 
Uh, I'm not sure why they had a PA system set up. Uh, they also had posters for transgender rights, but uh, 16 people were protesting. Uh, it was interesting to hear what the leadership was talking about. Uh, Phil Berger said he supported a ban of 13 weeks gestation. Tim Moore in the past has said he would like to see that reduced to six weeks. I don't know if he's come out with anything more on that. Uh, Keith Kidwell and Proctor Kidwell will be back tonight on uh, uh, 103.7 and uh, Cable 7 with their Tax Talk program. So Keith is in the studio with us. Keith, anything, we talked to you earlier in the week about this when we had uh, Tammy Fitzgerald on, but uh, any any more information about this? And has has Tim Moore said anything to you about what he would like to see in new legislation? Well, I think the indication he gave me, Tom, is he would not like to see what I would like to see. So that was pretty clear. <laughs> but but is, is he still keen on the six weeks? I, he has not given me any, any specifics, but yesterday I was put on the pro-life uh, bill drafting committee. Uh, so I will have input into that. Quite honestly, uh, I think abortion is a plight on our society that we need to uh, you know, get people to realize that God creates life and we should not be taking it. So. Who else is on the committee? Oh, gosh, there's a whole list of people on it. There, there's probably 20 different people on that committee. Uh, uh, most of the women of both the House and Senate are, are on the uh, committees as well. So that's I, I'm encouraged by that. Okay. Uh, this, this is a volunteer committee, by the way. Do you did you did you look at that committee and say this is a this is a pretty sharp committee, or did you look at the committee and say oh, I don't know? I, I think we've got some very strong conservatives and uh, maybe some that are not so much. But uh, you know, I'll keep pushing. You know me. So what else is, uh, I mean, obviously yesterday you got together, the formality, swearing in, all that good stuff, uh, finding out where your office is, setting that up. Is, is there been anything else? What, what other committee assignments have you received? Uh, so committee assignments are not out yet, but I literally started drafting bills back in June. Uh, when I knew I was coming back, once I won my primary, since I did not have an opponent in the general, I went ahead and started drafting bills. So there's going to be quite a bit coming. Yesterday I started gathering co-sponsors. It's good to have some good, strong co-sponsors on there. And uh, just as a little teaser, Tom, I'm taking House Bill 264, you may remember, which was the one that reigned in the governor's overreach on right. emergency powers. And I'm putting that on steroids. We're going to stay, take a look at reducing executive orders. I uh, don't like to see our state or our country, for that fact, run by executive order. That's not a republic. That's a dictatorship or a kingdom, then we are not that. Didn't the governor already violate that rule, though, when he ignored the Council of State on his emergency acts? He did, and if you'll recall, I sued him five times. So, uh, But when you have Josh Stein in there as the attorney general, it, I guess. Yeah, but we did federal court, so Josh had nothing to do with it. Oh. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we, we sidestepped him altogether, <clears throat> and uh, here, here's what I can tell you. I'm not going to stand still and let anybody. Uh, trample the rights of the people in North Carolina. So, you know, if he, if he wants to run these executive orders, we're going to make it illegal, and when he violates them, I'll make sure he ends up in court. Go for it. So, Keith, what's some of your other legislative priorities uh, this well, session? Uh, you know, obviously the pro-life uh, situation. I'm looking at ESG being used for credit scores. You're probably familiar with that. Right, mm -hmm. right. Uh, looking at CRT. Uh, I'm actually interested, Tom, in getting rid of that red light bill that we have. I, I, I don't think, like you, I don't think that uh, they should be able to give you a ticket without being able to face your accuser. Right. That, that flies in the face of the U.S. Constitution where you have the right to face your accuser. So that's that's something I'm very interested in. Uh, I'm, I'm working on bills with the treasurer, some things that he's asked me to work on. 
And, uh, I mean, I've got a list. I've, I'm literally working on 27 bills right now. I only have 15 tokens, so i got to go get some. <laughs> Speaking of the treasurer, what do you think about the treasurer uh, discussion of the Aetna Blue Cross Blue Shield contract uh, situation last week? Well, so, you know, the, the treasurer gets to make that call. Uh, that, that's his, his alley. And, uh, you know, if Blue Cross, from, and from what I understand, he had some very serious issues, and, and I don't disagree with it if we're not getting the transparency we need, which they have fought us on that for the four years I've been in the General Assembly. Uh, they, they've been, they, they'll send us price lists, as the hospital will, and it doesn't really tell us what we need to know. So if they're not willing to be uh, forthright with what we're paying for, then we need to get somebody who will. Well, while we're on health care, where do you stand on Medicaid expansion? That seems like that's the topic of yeah, discussion Yeah, Burger, Burger apparently is all about that, according to the News and Observer. <clears throat> well, you know, let me throw this article at you that came out yesterday that they found one company cheated the state of North Carolina out of $11 million. Great Scott! So if, if we have just one company cheating for $11 million, two years ago one county uh, they found $500 million in waste, fraud, and abuse. I would argue that if we fix the problems within Medicaid currently, uh, we'd have enough money to do pretty much anything we wanted to do with healthcare. Yeah, good point. Good so, point. And, you know, Henry, and I, I hate to say this, it's his station, he argued with me yesterday morning. I was on his show up in, in Raleigh, and he was like, well, there's so many people that need it, and it's the right thing to do. And I'm like, you know, throwing more money at a problem does not solve the problem. Right. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, the, uh, the abuse of uh, Medicaid is... Uh, Massive. My, massive. Mind-boggling, yeah, exactly. So, hey, Keith, thanks uh, for what you do and uh, representing Eastern North Carolina well. Thanks for coming on this afternoon and uh, look forward to talking to you in coming weeks. Sounds good, Tom. Uh, and, again, if you listen to 103.7, don't go away. Keith and Proctor will be up with Tax Talk, uh, their debut program for 2023. So uh, hang in there. Hey, listen, we'll do it again tomorrow, and I look forward to having you with us. And uh, see you at five. Bye-bye, everybody. All right, all right.